Genesis 26, verse 12 through 14. Genesis 26, verse 12 through 14. to have it? All right. Let's join together and read in that ready read. Then Isaac sold him that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed them. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. For the Philistines envied him. So Isaac sold, verse 12 says, in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. Tonight I want to talk on how to be fruitful in a famine. How to be fruitful in a famine. We've been talking about being fruitful and multiplying. Tonight I want to talk on how to be fruitful in a famine. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Our, our base scripture has been for a few weeks now, Genesis 1.28, where God gave a divine command and order to mankind in general, whereby we can draw our own purpose and command from the Lord, which is, uh, the Bible says, God blessed them, and he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Maybe we'll get to that at some point, subdue it. You and I are subduers. Now, I don't know you English majors whether you know if that's a word or not. I'm not sure, but I made it a word just now. Subduers. I'm a subduer. I'm called to subdue things. I'm called to bring things under. Glory to God. But to do that, I must be fruitful and I must multiply. So I've been talking about how God gave us various resources. And we went through three of them. Intellect imagination, and creativity. And so I showed you how God expects us to use all those resources that he gave us to be fruitful and multiply. In fact, I went into some detail last week and the week prior to that, or last week I should say, <clears throat> about how you and I are not degenerates. Remember that? How God created us in perfection. But when Adam sinned, he was degened. Man was degened following that. So people are degenerates, as smart as they can be, but they're de they are degenerates. That's why you have physical defects. That's why you have mental defects, social defects. It's, it's degeneration. But the Bible says in Titus that you and I have been uh, washed by the regeneration of the washing of the word. All right? So we have been regenerated. We've been regened. Uh, when, you, when you retool something deep, when you retread something, you make it right. So God has reprogrammed, retread, retooled us, reformed us, recreated us back into that perfect place where Adam was before sin. Right? Everybody remember where we are? So you and I have been given a place, a, a position of uh, a potential of perfection. Our potential has been raised far above natural man. You understand that? My potential is greater than natural man's potential. How many of y'all in here are born again believers? You're born again, you, you serve God. Okay. If you're born again, your potential is greater than natural man's potential. 
So the world should not be outdoing us in any area, in anything. You understand? We have greater potential. They're as smart as they might be. They're degenerate. They're still degened. We've been regened. Got it? So then I said how God expects us to max that out. Use it fully for his glory. Now, I, we looked at that word multiply. I'm not going to go to that, but let's go back to that word fruitful again. Okay? That word fruitful in Genesis 128 comes from the Hebrew word para. The Hebrew number uh, 6509, para, which means to bear, to bring forth fruit, be, cause to be, make, fruitful, grow, increase. So be fruitful and multiply, bear, bring forth fruit, cause to be fruitful, make fruitful, be fruitful, to grow or increase. Y'all with me? And multiply. So we're called to grow and increase. Okay, now. Now, if you listen to and watch what's going on around you, everyone's anticipating, planning for decrease. Am I right about it? Any of y'all work in corporate America, you worry, anywhere you work, everyone's planning on, preparing for, anticipating, expecting decrease. But the command on you is not decrease. The command, the divine order, and God's order didn't change. His order on your life is to increase. It is to grow, to be fruitful, and increase. Psalm uh, 115, I believe it is, verse uh, 14. Throw it on the screen for me, please. Psalm 115 and verse 14. Let's see if, if if we're on target here tonight. Uh, let's see. It's been a rough day, but I'm, I'm glad about it. Psalm 115, and I, yeah, I think, I think it's verse 14. Am I right? Is it on? I'm, look, I'm just looking for it on the screen here. Uh, is it still slow? Okay. May the Lord give you increase more and more. May the Lord give you increase more and more. Not more or less. I'll come on this side. May the Lord give you increase. More and more. Not more or less. In other words, in God's economy, there's never an or. It's an and. And the and is increase more. Okay? So God will give you increase. And more. And more. And more. So God never has a plan or a contingency uh, in place for decrease. Y'all got to catch this here. There's never a time God says, whoa, whoa, prepare yourself for decrease. There's never a time God says, hey, whoa, it's about to get rough. Prepare yourselves for decrease. May the Lord increase you how? 
more and more. Who? You and your children. So this promise is to you and your children. So your children are supposed to increase more and more. Every generation. More and more. You got it? All right. Now, what's interesting in the world, and you listen to the world economists, they all, well, here in America, I just deal with them, uh, talk about how, you know, millennials are doing worse than, than previous generations. Well, something happened with that. Something's wrong with that. Because it's supposed to be increased more and more you and your children. Isaac didn't do worse than Abraham. Jacob didn't do worse than Isaac. Joseph for sure didn't do worse than Jacob. David didn't do worse than them. Solomon definitely didn't do worse than David. Right? They all, each generation, increase more and more. All right? So you and I, I don't want, I don't want us to have in our mind, even in our mind, that we're about to go through a decrease time. Now, I'm challenging you right there because I can tell by the looks on your faces that some of y'all are, well, you are you preparing for decrease. It's going to be short. You've got to get out of your mind. That's why people bind up all the tissue and all the food and everything because they're preparing for decrease. They're freaking out. They're running panicking because in their mind, they're already shortage mentality people. They're planning on a shortage. So they got to stock up as if there's no tomorrow. Right? Because they're planning, they're expecting decrease. But when you and I expect increase, we don't have to panic and run and impulse buy everything we can find and get our hands on. And fighting people in the store. We don't have to do that. Wow, we expect whatever I need is, is going to be there. I expect my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. You got it? All right. Now, so this word fruitful, if you remember, I gave you some synonyms for the word fruitful a few weeks ago. These words are listed. Effective, profitable, successful, useful, gainful, plentiful, reproducing, rich, and well spent. Hallelujah. So these are the things that God is expecting us to be effective, profitable. Now, what am I preaching tonight? So effective in a famine. Profitable. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what people are thinking. You can't think like they think. You and I are in this world, but we're not of this world. We can't think carnally like the world thinks. We've got a, we're, we're part of a different kingdom. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Successful in a famine. Useful in a famine. Gainful. Plentiful. Reproducing, rich, well spent in a famine. 
Well, some of y'all are struggling. Do y'all have faith tonight? Do y'all have faith? Y'all have faith? Y'all been with us long enough to know this is just this is just how we preach and how we teach. Don't 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 expect me to start preaching something different because of what the world's going through. Well, you can't preach about that. People really going through. That's why I'm preaching it. If you hear what I'm preaching, you ain't got to go through. Because the world, the word rather, is timeless. I have seen the limitation of all things, but the word has no bounds. Everything in this world has limits. We're seeing that. But the word of God has no limitations, has no bounds whatsoever. So the word that you're hearing, the word that you've been hearing for the last 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, how long you've been here, if you've been receiving the revelation, you already know. You ain't got to worry about anything. So we're talking about how to be fruitful in a famine. Now, being fruitful means I can't waste any resources. It requires me that I don't waste any resources. Because I've got to make sure I, have, I make good use of what resources I have. Because it's thin, it's going to be thin out there. But it doesn't have to be thin in here and in here. So I've got, it's, a, it's an opportune season for me and you, any person in the body of Christ, to take advantage of some things. I gave you a scripture in Proverbs 12, 27. I gave it to you in the Passion Translation. Let me read it for you. It says, a passionate person makes good use of time, wealth, and energy. A passionate person makes good use of time, wealth, and energy. Now, I remember I was preaching the uh, last couple of weeks, I was talking about how that world system gets you entangled so you can't multiply, so you can't, you can't use your resources. That world system gets you out there, go, go get you a good degree so you can get you a good job, so you can get you a good loan, so you can get a better job, so you can get you a good, better loan and a better job. And, a, you know, you got to keep on going this hamster wheel thing. It gets you entangled, so now you got to work hard, toil, slaving, rocking it, you know, struggling, straining, and, and, and you know, uh, grinding, trying to make ends meet, hustling, doing everything, everything you can and then you don't have time to use your intellect, imagination, and creativity. Now listen, body of Christ. Look at what's happening. All of a sudden, a lot of y'all have a lot of extra time. Y'all didn't say anything to me. Maybe not you. All of a sudden, am I talking to anybody in this house? A lot of us have a lot of extra time we didn't have last week. <laughs> now, with this time, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit on, on the couch, pop your hand in your pants, and watch Netflix all day long? Or are you going to start to be fruitful? Come on now. Have you already made your plans for how you're just going to lamp and chill and relax till this thing blows over? Or are you, you going to say, Lord, thank you. All of a sudden, I got some time I didn't have. Lord, show me how to redeem the time. 
show me how to take advantage of the time that you're giving me, the years that the locusts and the cankerworm have devoured. All of a sudden, I'm getting this time back. How do I use this time to be fruitful and multiply? Glory to God. So you got time. You got to make good use of your time. Wealth? Well, you got to save some money now. No, the mall's closed on you. Y'all can't go to the club. I don't have no club goers in here already, right? Ain't no club. I don't know club goers, do I? You can't go to no club. You can't go sit down in no restaurants and order up, up a bunch of stuff. You can't do that. You got to get in and go. You can save a lot of money now. You, 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 you ain't got to commute to work. You can save a lot of gas money. Come on now. Plus, plus, the government's talking about sending every adult at least $1,000. The government's saying, come April 6th, they're going to start releasing checks to every adult of $1,000. Every adult. I hope they count my 18-year-old as an adult. Every adult. Praise the Lord. Is it working, adult? Well, I didn't read the word working. I didn't see the word working in there. I just saw adult. And they say some, they're going to give 2000 So they'll do some April 6th, and then uh, 30 days later, they'll get another $1,000 check. Now, if in your mind, when you hear that, you're thinking, whoo, I'm going to go get that big TV I was wanting. If you think I can finally go get my iPhone 12, then you missing what I've been teaching all this time. You think about now I can finally buy that baby Louis Vuitton. My little starter Louis, I can put, got thousand put on it. See, if you, if you thinking that, you already missing it. You are stuck as a consumer. In fact, that's what they, what they want. Their whole plan, when, they, when they've done, I remember back in 2001 or so, they did this economic stimulus. 2008, did it again, economic stimulus package. They sent everybody a little, little money, and their hope, that what they did, everybody did exactly what people thought they were going to do, go to the mall. But if you are even thinking about the will of God, the purpose and plan of God for your life, and you saying, Lord, they're going to send me $1,000. Lord, what do you want me to do? Lord, I've been praying for seed for my business. Or I've been praying for a sacrificial seed in the kingdom. And you said you give seeds to the soul. They're going to send it to me? What I can use to get started in this system? 
So y'all, y'all didn't say much on that second part. I know. What I can use to get started in this system, Lord? I ain't thinking about no rims and. That's the problem. Most all these all, I almost say y'all, but all these because I know nobody here. All these tax season ballers. Y'all, y'all hush. Get get a little tax money. And the money before 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 the ink dry on the on the check, they done already ordered a pass to Disney World. Can't go to Disney World, can you? Pass Bush Garden, can't go to Bush Garden now. Take me a cruise. Me and my kids going on a cruise, and we deserve it. You ain't going no cruise now, you. Well, they they can't eat them there. They got to pick them up and take them with them. See, but it's that kind of mentality that keeps people financially strapped and trapped rather than saying, wait a minute, I see opportunity. People go from famine to feast, famine to feast, famine to feast. Rather than feast to feast to feast to feast to feast. So you got some time coming. You got some money coming. If you ain't got all that work, you got a lot of energy now than you had before. And the question is, are you going to waste it or invest it? I hear somebody. Maybe, no, I'm just going to save it. I'm just going to save it. I remember Matthew 25? If you were here last week, I preached Matthew 25. Verse 27, Matthew 25. Jesus says, so you ought to, or you should have. Remember I preached last year, last week, you should have. You should have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Give me, give me, can I get the message translation on this? Give me verse 24. 24 through 30. 24 through 30. I like the way the message translation put it last week. I, it was, I thought that was pretty awesome. Watch this. <laughs> message, message just selling out on people, man. Uh, here we go. The, the servant given 1,000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is. Safe and sound down to the last cent. Keep going, please. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. I'm saving. He said, that's a terrible way to live. He said, it's criminal to live cautiously like that. Now, what you're going to hear, analysts and, and people say today, be very cautious now because you don't know what's going to happen in this economy. Be very cautious. Save for a rainy day. I preached a message years ago called Sowing for a Rainy Day. Three of y'all remember that. Sowing for a rainy day. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Sowing for a rainy day. He said, 
if you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? Saving, he said, is less than the least. The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with the bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Verse 27, 28, and 29, 30. Take the thousand and give it to the one who risked the most and get rid of this plant safe who won't go out on limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. That's good. That's good. Now listen. Listen to this. Investment is the only way to fruitfulness. You might give us investment advice not like you thinking. Investment is the only way to fruitfulness. Whether you're talking about your time, your wealth, or your energy. Fruit comes from seeds. How many of y'all know that's true? I thought about it today, a little, little moment, momentary little thing came on me today. Today I'm sitting at, at the table uh, outside. I thought, maybe I need to plant me some vegetables, deep. <laughs> I did. I was like, huh, you know, I don't know. Get, get my little green thumb back, plant me some sweet potatoes or something like that. <laughs> Cabbage heads or something like that. <laughs> Put me a couple cows on the back 40. Everybody tripping about this supermarket stuff, man. <laughs> now, if I can figure out how to manufacture some toilet paper, I'll be good. <laughs> Tissue for everyone. <laughs> be a blessing. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Be a blessing. Now, listen to this. This is important. Fruit comes from seeds. There's no scientist that would argue that. That's why in my house we don't eat uh, seedless anything. We don't eat seedless grapes and seedless watermelon. We don't eat it. We don't buy it. Because that is manufactured. That's genetically modified. Anything genetically modified, something's wrong with it. Pastor can't mess with my cutie oranges. Mm -hmm. I understand. Anything genetically modified means man has, man has disrupted the natural course of things on it. And you, you, if you get a cutie orange, seedless orange, you couldn't take it and reproduce it. Why? There's no seed. You have to have seed to bring forth fruit. So then seeds must be sown or invested to bring forth fruit. Now I'm teaching on how to be fruitful in a famine. Seeds must be sown or invested. Sown is another word for investing. To bring forth fruit. People ask me about business all the time. That's just the Lord's just giving me a particular wisdom about business. And one thing I tell people is you got to have seed for your business. And when I'm saying I'm not talking about sowing seed into the church. I'm not talking about that. That's that's good. I'm talking about you got to have some seed. Your business needs some money. 
You need supplies. Yeah, if you're going to market, if you're going to hire anybody, if you're going to buy inventory, you've you got to have some money. So if they say they're going to send me $1,000, that's some seed. You got it? I gave you all a challenge the other week. I sent out the thing about a $100 business, right? Anybody do anything with it? I ain't heard about one business come forth yet. Working on it. All right, good. I'll keep my hopes up. All right, now listen to this. Fruitfulness is a command from God that cannot be suspended by the government. That might have sounded simple, but it's deep. Fruitfulness is a command from God that cannot be suspended by the government. So listen, when the government is suspending all sorts of things right now, and they are doing that all across America, throughout the world even in fact, but we live in America, I'm talking about America. So when the government is suspending all kind of things, they cannot suspend your fruitfulness because fruitfulness is from the kingdom. The command to be fruitful is from God. And men ought to obey God rather than man. So though man may command a suspension of activities, they cannot suspend fruitfulness. Oh, Y'all not misgetting. With all a man's command, they can't stop tomatoes from growing. If the farmer has already put the tomato seeds in the ground. <laughs> they can't stop it. It's going to come up. Not even a plague can stop fruitfulness. I'll show you that in scripture. Fruitfulness is a kingdom activity and cannot be stopped by natural or evil forces. You got it? All right, now. The question is, in uncertain times like these, when the world is facing things like, in this time of this preaching here, coronavirus is the big word of the day. It's not the first crisis. <laughs> and it's not going to be the last you know how I know it's not going to be the last Paul called this a present evil world we live in a present evil world so in this present evil world there's going to be all kind of evil in this present evil world so we'll get over this one thank you Lord and then there'll be another one that come around the corner in a little while you got it you cannot live from Plague to plague. Who made through that one? You know, because people might say, well, because right, for us, hurricane season will be here in a minute. Are <laughs> oh, you following what I'm saying? So if, if, you, if, you, if you think carnally and keep yourself 
with this earthly mindset like you're controlled by this, the things of this earth, you are not going to be able to function in the kingdom. You got it? So you got to get your mind reset here. So the question again is, in these uncertain times, what do we do? How can we still be fruitful? How, how can I expect to always be uh, taken care of? Well, there's a scripture. Go to the screen for us, please. Psalm 37, verse 19. Psalm 37, verse 19. How many of y'all know that one? Psalm 37. In fact, you can start at verse 18 for me. Start at verse 18. Psalm 37, verse 18. Glory to God. <laughs> I, I threw him for, for a loop on that. So verse 18. Psalm 37, verse 18. The Lord knows the days of the upright. You got it? The Lord knows your days. How many upright people do I have in here? The Lord knows your days. In fact, in Psalm 139, the Bible says, all the days that we have, they're written in his book before we live any one of them. So God already knows your days. He knows the end from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. He knows our days. And it says, and there are our inheritance... Our inheritance, yeah. not, not our job. Your job might not be forever. There are people who are right now, their jobs being suspended, who they may never get them back. If you've been depending on your job, you may be in trouble. But if you've been depending, as we've been teaching for the last 15, 20 years, on your inheritance, your inheritance is forever. The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 1, I believe it's verse 12 or so, 13 or so, it says that God has already qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So I don't worry about whether I can partake of some grant program or whether they're going to have something, you know, whether I qualify for the 1,000 or 2,000 or whatever. No, I qualify for the inheritance. Did y'all catch what I said? I'm qualified for the inheritance. Tell you, you already qualify for the inheritance. If you don't get a dime from Trump, you already qualify for the inheritance. Thank God for, for uh, President Trump's plan. Praise God for that. But if you don't get a dime, you qualify for the inheritance. Thank God, thank God for that unemployment might be available. But if, if they turn you down for unemployment, you already qualify for the inheritance. Are you catching what I'm saying to you here? So, so go back here to Psalm 37, verse 18 and 19. Glory to God. Our inheritance is forever. Our inheritance is forever. Our inheritance is forever. So our inheritance does not depend on a famine or a suspension or government orders. My inheritance is forever. Therefore, verse 19 applies. Verse 19 says, they we shall not be ashamed in the evil time. That's what we're in now. We're in an evil time now. We will not be ashamed. And in the days of famine, we shall be satisfied. Why? Because we're living not off of our jobs, but off of our inheritance. I, I hope they don't close you down, but if they do, if you have learned what we've been teaching, you ain't even worried about it. Only ones worried are the ones who've been depending and trusting in 
that system. That's why we've been teaching you this for so long. Part of our vision statement is that we teach believers how to live above the world system. Our four-part vision uh, moniker that we give, SOAR, S-O-A-R, y'all know that one? We serve the Lord, we overcome the world. What do we mean by overcoming the world? It's teaching people how to live above this world system. So no matter what this thing does, up and down, side to side, split apart, fall down. We already know this, this, this world can be shaken. God said, I'll shake everything up so that what cannot be shaken will remain. And what cannot be shaken is the kingdom of God. What cannot be shaken is our inheritance. Our inheritance is forever. I wish I had some believers in here, man, y'all. <laughs> My inheritance is forever. My inheritance doesn't, doesn't run out April 15th. <laughs> My inheritance is forever. My inheritance is forever. Now, if it's forever, that means it, it, it doesn't run out. There's no bottom to it. I mean, the government has plans, but Deacon Gershom, I, I got to be honest with you, I don't, I don't know how they think they can afford their plans. I mean, I'm not, they, and they know that they can't afford their plan. We're going to send out, you know, put together, they put together a $500 billion uh, economic impact uh, plan. Well, they don't have $500 billion. We do trillions of dollars in debt. They don't have $500 billion. So, so what we're going to, we're going to send everybody $1,000, and people are losing their jobs, which means if they don't have a job, they're not paying into the tax system. Tell me, explain to me how this works. It doesn't work, but they're doing the best they can to prop up the whole system. They're trying to prop it up. But as, 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 my, my, as my buddy Bill Winston says, they're straightening up chairs on the Titanic, but it's still going down. The little band is still playing a little music. Y'all, how many of y'all saw the movie Titanic? The whole boat singing, and they playing the music, trying to keep everybody calm. The thing is sinking in the, in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. It's going down. And this world system is going down. It's been prophesied. That's why we're not surprised and shocked by it. <laughs> and we will be unaffected by it because we're living off of our inheritance. So in the, in the evil time, we will not be ashamed. Tell your neighbor, I will not be ashamed. I am not going to lose anything. And in the days of famine, the Bible says, we shall be satisfied. Throw the NIV up there, verse 19. Put the NIV up there for everybody so you can see what he says uh, when you say you shall be satisfied. I like the NIV. Glory to God. <laughs> We're running out. We're running out. Oh, my God. Bop everything. Keep money. Fill your house up with all kind of stuff. We ride everything. Can we get NIV? Somebody got NIV. In the time of famine, it says we shall eat in plenty. That's what I'm just tell you what it says. Glory to God. We're going to throw that computer in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> or that software. I don't see it. Oh, I see it. In times of disaster, they will not wither. We will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. plenty. Yes. Somebody say plenty. Plenty. 
Come on, say it like, like you're on good times. Plenty. Now you need plenty. You know why? Because your cousin going to call you. Your neighbor's going to need your help. So while you're enjoying plenty, you can be a blessing to somebody else who doesn't know what you know or have what you have. You got it? All right. Let me keep going here. Now, I want to give you four things that's very critical that will allow you to be fruitful in a famine. Number one, everybody say number one, be a tither. Y'all didn't say that. Y'all, everybody said number one. Number one, be a tither. Malachi 3, verse 10 through 12. Watch this. Malachi 3, verse 10 through 12. I'm going to show you how tithing will make sure you're fruitful. Tithing is the foundation for this. That means that with all the stuff that's going on, don't stop tithing. And if you have been tithing, you better start. If there ever was a time to tithe, the time now is to tithe. You can't tell me about tithing. People going through. They're going to keep going through if they don't tithe. God, see, God's not changing. He's not going to say, well, you know what, okay, we're going to have, you know, they have tax holidays. He said, we're going to take a tithe holiday. We just, <laughs> God has never had a tithe holiday. You know what, just uh, for the next 30 days, nobody, nobody tithe. There's no tithe holiday. Why? The tithe, it's honoring God. And there's promises that are attached to our tithing. Okay? Now watch what he says here. Verse 10, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. So food is going to be revelation in the spiritual realm. and the natural realm, there's going to be enough funds and food to help people. Got it? Take care of the needs of the house. Okay? He says, and, and then try me now in this. Try me. It's the only time God tells people to do that. Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. The Lord of hosts. Y'all know the Lord of hosts is, right? This is the Lord of financial transactions. He said, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. So number one, tithing keeps the windows of heaven open over your life. Tithing keeps the windows of heaven. What you do not need right now is windows of heaven to close. Famine, literally, it means no reaping. No reaping. It's not no eating, it's no reaping. Well, why do people not reap? There's no rain. So tithing is going to keep the heavens open so you have rain on your, on your field. You got it? And notice he says... I will open for you. Open for, everybody say for me. That, that means that, that it won't be open for everybody. You know, in the natural rain, you can have scattered showers. You ever been driving on the street and it's been raining on one side of the street and not raining on the other side of the street? We call that scattered showers. <laughs> showers every, you know, here and there. So, so, for us, when we tithe, it makes sure that when the scatters, when the showers are scattered, 
we're under that opening. You got it? He says, open the windows of heaven for you and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive, to receive it. Okay? Verse 11, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. So B, tithing protects your fruit from the destroyer. Tithing protects your fruit from the destroyer. Remember, we're talking about being fruitful in a famine. So the tithe will protect my fruit, what I do produce. Because you're going to produce something, right? Huh? So you need God to protect your, what you do produce from the destroyer. So the money you do have coming in, the revenue you do have coming in, the things you do generate, they don't get eaten up by, uh, well, this fell apart, and the, the roof caved in, and then the car broke down, and then, the, then the, you know, the, got a roach infestation, and I got all this. Money. And co-pays on everything. Those are devourers. Every time something goes wrong, it's a devourer. Got it? So he says, and this is the benefit of being a tither. It's just laid out right here. This is, this is to make sure you are fruitful. He says, I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. So expect your ground to have some fruit. I don't care about a family going on. I mean, I care about the people, but what I'm saying is that, does, that is immaterial to me. I'm going to keep producing fruit. But I need that tithe to protect that fruit. Got it? Then he says, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. That means, thirdly, tithing protects me from crop failure. Tithing protects me from crop failure. Now, if there's no crop failure... Ronald, that means everything I sow then produces. Everything I put my hands to then produces. If I start a business by God's direction, it's going to produce. If I write a book by God's direction, it's going to produce. If I, if I, if I uh, uh, write a song by God's direction, it's going to produce. If I launch a YouTube or uh, Instagram or whatever I launch by God's direction, it's going to produce. They say, this is the wrong time to open a business. Not if God tells you to. Hallelujah. So the staff was testifying this morning, if I'm allowed to say, about how the Lord told her in this midst of this to buy some stock. And she said, I don't know anything about no stocks. Don't know a lick of the split about no stock. You ain't got to know lick of the split about the stock. If God tells you to buy some stock, then you buy some stock. He'll send you to the right person to give you the, the direction to buy some stock. And what I made sure I told everybody in the prayer group this morning was, that's her word. That's not your word. You can't follow somebody else's word. You got to get your own word from God. You must do whatever God tells you to do. So within whatever I produce then, the Bible says I'll have no crop failure. Everybody say no crop failure. Whatsoever I do is going to prosper, the Bible says. Then he says, let me go to the finish, finishes here. And this is the Lord of hosts said that, verse 11. Verse 12, and all nations, another word for that nations is heathens. When you read it, nations, other places translated as the word heathen. So all the sinners will call you blessed. 
Now that means the tithe will distinguish me from the world. For the, for the heathen to call me blessed, that means they're going to see something on me, something happening for me that's not happening for them. Because if it was happening for everybody, they wouldn't call me blessed. It would be normal. So in a famine, fruit is not normal. Remember, famine is no reaping. I'm going to get to this here if... Oh, I'm trying to get to it. Why, this is why Isaac had trouble in Gerar. Because he was fruitful in a famine. And nobody else was. Y'all got to catch what I'm saying. I don't care if it's, if it's 30 days, if it's eight weeks on this thing, or as a president says, it's going to be 18 months on this thing. That should not stop you and me from being fruitful. Why? I'm a tither. I'm a tither. Come on, declare it. I'm a tither. I have tither's rights. I have tither's blessings. The windows of heaven are open over my life. The destroyer is rebuked for my sake. None of my crops fail. And every heathen knows I'm blessed. There's some way you're supposed to stand out in the middle of a famine. Oh, man. All right, let me hurry. I'm hurrying like y'all got somewhere to go tomorrow. So number one was what? tither. Now this is where we're answering the question how to be fruitful in a famine. Number one is be a tither. Number two is trust in the Lord. I'm not telling you something you don't already know or you haven't heard. I'm putting it together in, in this formula, form for you. Great if you've had eggs before and you've had sugar before, you've had milk, you've had butter before, but you've not had this cake before. Is that all I need? Is that Bacon soda, just a little bacon soda or something. Little, little lemon zest. We can throw a little lemon zest on that too. I like, I like that right there. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 and 8. I want you to be helped. I want you to be so charged through this whole mess out there that you make the world's head spin. That you become, here it is, here, here, here it comes back, that you begin to make the word attractive. See, if you start thinking back everything I've been preaching, Pastor Kim, preaching for the last 10 years, 12 years, everything Apostle Durbin's coming in and preach, you start to see, uh-oh, here we go. Everything we've learned, here it is. <laughs> Jeremiah 17 Verse 7 and 8. Now, what I tell you number two was again? Blessed. How many of y'all know what blessed means? What does it mean? Say it again. Empowered to prosper. Is the man 
who trust in the federal government. In FEMA. No, in the Lord. And whose hope is the Lord. Watch this. For he shall be, even in a famine, like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river. Now, I, I, I say that river is a river of revelation knowledge. You keep hearing from God, keep spending time with God, you're, you, can, you can live in that river all the time. You got it? And will not, watch this, watch this, and will not fear. You see this other Jeff? The heat is on. It's on the street heats. The heat is on out here, ain't it? But I don't fear when the heat comes. Why? He said, but it's leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought. Nor, watch this, here's the last line. Here's the number one line here. Cease, nor cease, nor cease from yielding fruit. What he's saying is if you trust in God, you will not stop yielding fruit. So as fruitful as you were two weeks ago and a month ago when everything was going along just fine, he said even in the midst of a famine, when everything shuts down, if you put your trust in God, you're just going to keep on yielding fruit. You're just going to keep on walking in the blessing. You're just going to keep on walking in God's favor. You're just going to keep on experiencing all God's goodness. You're going to keep producing. Why? Because your trust is in the Lord. My trust is not in man. My trust is not in this system. Now, I, praise God, I hope some of you, if you, your trust was in that system, that you're switching systems now. But Gigi, I've been preaching switching systems for a while. I heard, I heard Dr. Leroy Thompson say that years ago, switching systems. Glory to God. Now, here's the reason why, ladies and gentlemen. All other systems are failing. All the other systems are failing. Arts entertainment. Ain't nobody get a gig right now. All your little concerts shut down. <laughs> Ain't nobody on tour no more. The movie theaters are shut down. So the bottom is falling out of that system. Business. Six of the major corporations have shut their doors during this time. Retailers, I should, I should say. Six the major retailers. Major. <sighs> Business. System. <sighs> Failing. Education. Everybody is amazing. Everybody in the system out there hated homeschooling. We're against homeschooling. Homeschooling is not right. Now all of a sudden, everybody being homeschooled. But look at there. All of a sudden, homeschooling must be a good idea now, huh? 
Keep your little children at the house. <laughs> now they got to reconfigure how they do everything. Government? Is government working right now? No. They're stumbling over themselves trying to figure out what to do. Religion? Religion? You think religion working right now? Religion ain't working. Churches across America have shut their doors before anybody even ordered them to. You know why? Because not all men have faith. There's a lot of scaredy cats in the pulpit, a lot of scaredy cats on the boards, scared of things, and they don't know how to do anything, so they just shut down. Oh. Then they, a lot of them want to throw this thing because, you know, we want to make sure we honor. I heard that two weeks ago. We want to honor the law of the land. There was no law of the land two weeks ago. There ain't no law of the land now. That's you with your scared behind. Pardon me, pastors. I don't mean to mean all the pastors. So it's failing. Religion is failing. Religion is not from God. We learn, Pastor Kim, we need to know him. We need to get to know about him. Family? Oh, Lord. Family, you know why family's in trouble? No, family's going to be good. Everybody home. People ain't used to being home. In fact, I read an article today. They, ex they expect, this is an article I read today. They expect domestic violence to rise. They're preparing for domestic violence to rise because they know people are not used to being home and around each other. Failing systems Failing. Oh, Jesus. Are you still in Jeremiah 17? Can you tell me about the verse 5 and 6? Verse 5 and 6, please. Let's just start reading it. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man. If, if blessed is empowered to prosper, cursed is empowered to fail. Curses the man who trusts in man or man's systems and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. God bless America. Yeah, until we're done with God. In God we trust. Yeah, until we start making the money. Now you trust the money. Now you trust the system. So America's heart departed from the Lord. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see shall not see when good comes. When good comes, yeah, good's going to come because remember these other people in verse 7 and 8? It's, it's going to still be some good coming, but the ones who trust in man are not going to see when the good comes. I'll tell you neighbor, that ain't me though. That ain't me. Shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a place which is not inhabited. So number one was what again? Number two? All right, number three, number three, follow God's directions. Follow God's directions. Let me, let, me hear, let, me, let me try to finish this here. Genesis 26. Genesis 26, follow God's directions. That's critical right now. All that extra quiet time you have now, talk to the Lord. 
Lord, who are you? What do you want me to do? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Some FaceTime with God. Put your face in the book right here. Got it? Now, Genesis 26, look at verse 1 through 3. It says, there was a famine in the land. Besides, or impl implication, worse than the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. The time we're in now, what's, what's hitting the world, what they're suspecting, is worse than anything we've ever seen. A global, it's a pandemic. It's not weather related, not just economy related, but it's health and it's something you can't see. You can't track it. So they don't know what to do with it, Brother Barry. So, but there's a famine that Isaac was in that was worse than the first famine that was in the days of Abraham, that's his father. And Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt. Do not go to the world system. Y'all missed that. Don't go to Amscot when you, you feel like you're about to run short. Well, I just need to get through. It's, it's running short right now. Don't, 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 don't. Don't give nobody your title for your car. Don't take another loan. Don't take another loan and borrow. I just need to see if I can make another month. Don't, don't do it. He said, live in the land of which I, tell, I shall tell you. Verse 3, watch this. Dwell in this land. Lord, what a famine is. Yes. Dwell in this land. And I will be what? With you. With you and what? Bless you. For to you and your descendants I will, I will give all these lands and I will perform the oath which I swore to Abraham your father. Now you got to catch what he just said. Stay here. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to give you all this. Some of y'all that went over your head. Follow my voice. Do what I tell you. Be where I tell you to be. Go where I tell you to go. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give you that. See, when a famine hits, people who don't live on inheritance, they're ready to unload stuff. I'll come over here because I heard somebody. They get in a position. They're in dire straits. And when they're in famine, they're ready to unload stuff quickly. So God will cause you to be in the right place at the right time for him to get a transfer of wealth, a transfer of land, a transfer of businesses, a transfer of ownership over to the people who are not trusting in man, but they've been trusting in the Lord. The people who have heard God's voice who didn't flee. Where are you going to run to anyway? God, I'm just going to run to you and let you tell me where to go, what to do, because you're setting me up. Tell your neighbor, you're being set up right now. Tell, no, tell somebody else. Tell them they didn't get it. Tell them you're being set up right now. This is the year of vision manifestation. Don't get distracted by what you see. This is the year of vision manifestation. Don't let what you see corrupt your mind. This is still the year of vision manifestation. And what you have seen 
what God has shown you throughout the years. He told me last year, everything you've ever heard is for now. And whatever you hear from now on is for now. So God is ready. We've been preaching wealth transfer for decades. It's for now. So dwell in this land. Do what I tell you to do. Go what I, where I tell you to go. Be what I tell you to be. And I'm going to be with you and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to give you this land. I hope somebody catch that. I hope somebody catch that. There's going to be a major transfer of real estate to the body of Christ. There will be a transfer of corporate assets into the body of Christ. We are living on our inheritance and our inheritance is forever. And God has set us up. Pastor, are you saying that God calls this issue? No, I didn't say that's not what I said. But the Bible says in Ephesians, that God works all things according to the counsel of his will. So while the devil's working on that side, God says, don't put your eyes on that. He's preparing the table before you in the presence of your enemies. He's anointing your head with oil. And your cup, your cup is about to run over, overflow. You about to spill all over the place. The abundance is about to come into your life like you've never seen before. God is setting you up right now to walk in what you've been hearing about for years. That's why I'm so giddy. Because I know it's God's time. He told me, he got, God told me last year, he said it's my time. He said it's my time. So the devil's trying to bring a distraction to make us think it's the devil's time. See what the devil's doing? Don't, 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 don't. Don't pay him no mind. Let the world worry about that. So God told him in verse 3, Genesis 26, 3, dwell in this land. So you must be wherever God tells you to be and do whatever God tells you to do. Because according to verse 3, God will bless you right where you are. God will bless you right where you are. God said in John 2, 5, Mary said, whatever he says to you, do it. I heard Apostle Durbin say this a few years back that God told him that that was going to be the most noteworthy word in these last days. Whatever he says to you, do it. Tell your neighbor, whatever God says to you, do it. Don't think about it. Do it. 
I don't have. Shut up. Do it. I never. Shut up. Do it. I can't. Shut up. Do it. Psalm 32, 8, God said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Isaiah 40, verse 17, God said, I'm the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. So when I, when I follow God's direction, I'm going to be set up to be fruitful even in a famine. All right. Number one. Number two. Number three. Number four. Invest wisely. Invest wisely. Apostle Derber, in fact, preached a message here entitled Invest Wisely. That was just last year. Invest wisely. In Genesis 26, verse 6, so Isaac dwelt in Gerar. That's what God told him, so he stayed there. Verse 12, then Isaac sold in that land. Now, this is the land where the the famine was worse than the last famine. And reaped. In a famine, you don't reap. The Lord, remember what the Lord told him, I'm going to be with you, and I'm going to bless you. So he sold and reaped in the same year. That same year of drought, he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Now, I don't know how many of y'all have ever invested in anything, but there are very few investments that I've never seen an investment, one, that promises a hundredfold. I've never, I, yeah, if somebody, you're going to be on American Greed. If they promise you 10, 12, 15%, you're going to probably be on American Greed. But your Bible says that he reaped a hundredfold in the same year. Why? Because God was with him and God blessed him. God said, I'm going to be with you, I'm going to bless you. And he invested wisely. He took what he had and invested it. It didn't say he saved in that land. It didn't say he spent in that land. He said he sold in that land. (laughs) And that which means he invested wisely. And reaped in the same year. How much again? A hundredfold. It says, and the Lord blessed him. So before the fullness of the blessing operated, he was already getting a hundredfold. Now, if he sold and reaped, that meant he was fruitful. Fruitful. Hundredfold literally means if people try, you know, there's all kind of argument within the religious, within within the religious scholars, you know, about what what does a hundredfold mean? Is it a hundred times? Is it a hundred percent? Well, it's definitely not a hundred percent because a hundred percent just means twofold, it means twice. And is it a hundred times? Well, here's what here's what we can simplify. It means the maximum. It means he got the fullness. He was fruitful. 
he got, he got the butter from the duck. He got everything you could get out of that seed. Watch what it says. Now remember what's going on around you now. Around him is a famine. The man began to prosper and continued prospering. Remember I preached some time ago the law of progression? Until he became very prosperous. If you read verse 13 of the message translation, it says he got richer and richer by the day. Now watch verse 14. For he had possessions, possessions, oh, I didn't see that. I thought it said possession. He had possessions, good God Almighty, of flocks, and possessions of herds, and a great number of employees, in a famine. He wasn't laying off. He wasn't sending employees home. He couldn't afford to lay his off. Everybody else, they can't afford to keep him. His employees, he can't afford to lay them off. Because he got possessions of flocks and possessions of herds. So he's probably got, he, while everybody's laying off, he, he hiring them. Come on. Right? Watch the result. So the Philistines envied him. Now, why would the Philistines be envying him? Because he's the only one prospering. In a famine. They're like, what's going on? How is it a famine? Nobody else, no, we're not getting anything. And you got all this. Something's on you. Something's going on with you. That's not going with us. We don't have something. That's right. Totally distinct. They're calling him blessed. He's living under the light some land. Now, what I tell you number four was? Y'all about as slow as that computer. Invest wisely. <laughs> but it came to you though. Just like it, it come. It came eventually. Now listen to me very carefully. Everything you have is investable. Everything you have is investable. That might not be a real word, but it is now. Able to be invested. And it's up to you to invest wisely. Let me give you three scriptures and I'll send you home. Mark 4, 26 through 29. Mark 4, 26 through 29. Let's see this. I want to show you investing wisely. Glory to God. Mark 4, 26 through 29. Because with all your investment, all the things you're going to have opportunity to invest in, I got to make sure I don't uh, 
I don't let you go thinking that something is greater than the kingdom. It'll be a disservice to you to, to, to make you think you can go invest in stock or invest in bonds or invest in real estate, and that's greater than the kingdom. See, so the kingdom's on that is unshakable. Everything else is shakable. So, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Keep going, please. And to sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. Keep going. For the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain of head. Did you notice this guy, when he sowed his seed, he went to sleep? See, when other things, naturally when you invest, and I'm, I'm, please understand you got to invest. I'm not, not telling you not to. But other things when you invest, you got to watch it. You got to be watching every little thing. You got to be watching the books. You be watching everything. But kingdom investment, this is go to bed. Y'all ain't celebrating. Y'all ain't celebrating. You just go to bed. Sleep by night, rise by day. Sleep by night, rise by day. Because I've sown into the kingdom. Got it? All right, that didn't go over well. Mark 10. Mark 10, 29 to 31. And I can tell y'all y'all are uh, choking on it. Because, see, when you talk about investing in the kingdom, see, I, I can't see what I'm, I can't see anything. I ain't getting no statement. This is your statement. You got a big old statement right here. The question is, do you believe Jesus? Let's see what Jesus said in Mark 10. Now, you know, that was just Jesus talking in Mark 4, right? That was just Jesus talking in Mark 4. Let's see what else Jesus said in Mark 10, 29 and 30. Because Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. So you're going to invest in Christ and the gospel who shall not receive what? A hundredfold. That's what, that's what Isaac got. Now this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land and with persecutions. Why persecution? Because you got it. And they don't. That's what happened to Isaac. The Philistines envied him. They persecuted him. They threw him out of town. You got to take all your stuff and get out. You're making us look bad. How you prospering? And we're not prospering. So Jesus Christ says, he's telling us. Now remember, he, he just made a, an investment return guarantee. People who do that, they end up on American Greed, right? They told people they're going to get 15%, and they ain't, ain't getting no 15%. Man, stole their money. Jesus can't come here and tells us, if we invest in the kingdom, it's a hundredfold return. A hundredfold return. All right? So I got to invest wisely. Last place, Luke 6, 38. Luke 6.38. Y'all know this one. Y'all know this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give. And it will be given to you. Good measure. 
Now, he's not giving percentages and folds, but we can just take the words. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, how you invest, it will be measured or returned back to you. So, he says the wisest investment is in the kingdom. They're going to send me $1,000. What should I do, Lord? Well, one thing should be on my mind. Well, we know we're going to tithe, but tithing is not investment. Tithing is tithing. Tithing, I'm returning to God. God getting a return. Investment, I get the return. Tithing, he getting the return. So I'm beyond tithing, my hundred. With these other nine, what do I do? Show me where, how to invest wisely, not loosely, not with just my own idea. How do I invest? All right, Lord. A great deal of this needs to go in the kingdom. Maybe, okay, all right. What needs to go in my business? Okay, all right, whatever. Whatever he says to you, you got to do it. And don't, and don't choke when he tells you to do it. He might say, get the whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, boy. He might say, get the whole thing. <laughs> give. Give the whole thing. Yes. Yes. You want the hundredfold? Yes. You want the good measure press on shaking together running over? Yes. I can't imagine. Well, you can't imagine this overflow either. And, and hope the bed bugs don't eat it all. Because that's a devourer. <laughs> so how do I How am I to be fruitful in a famine? Number one. How many of y'all tithers? Number two. How many of y'all trust in the Lord? I will trust in the Lord. Come on, Luke. I will trust in the Lord. Come on, stand up. I will trust in the Lord until I die I will trust in the Lord I will trust in the Till I, I will trust in the, even in this time right now, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord until I
Number three. Trust the Lord, I'm going to stay on the battlefield till I die. They also said something else, too. I'm going to treat everybody right. Number four. Invest wisely. Some of you, God, will be seeding your business seeding your ideal, your dream that you have treasured up, the things that you've been wanting to do and didn't have time to do it, didn't have wealth to do it, and didn't have the energy to do it because you were working so hard for the man. Now you're going to have time, he's going to seed you with some wealth, and you're going to have more energy. you got to now invest it wisely, all of it. Invest your time wisely. Invest your energy wisely. Invest your seed, your wealth wisely. Primarily the kingdom of God. Secondarily, whatever he tells you to do beyond that, trust him. He's going to increase you. How? How? Who? And your children. Amen. Give God a praise tonight for the word of God. I will trust the Lord until I die. I don't plan on dying anytime soon from coronavirus or anything else. I'm going to keep living and doing the work and the will of God in the earth. I shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Amen? He said, with long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Listen, you're about to go back out there into the world, but be fearless. Romans 8 verse 2 says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Verse 6, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Verse 11, put verse 11 on the screen for us, please. We're going to read this together. Verse 11, because this is what, what we have on the inside of us. Romans 8 verse 11, we'll get to it here. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me, he will, who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to my mortal body through his spirit who dwells in me. If I were you, I, I taught on those three here, I think last year sometime. This is a great time <laughs> to be quoting those, confessing those every day. Every day. All right? God. Now listen, uh, leaders, those of you leaders, we have a um, e 
emergency mandatory meeting tomorrow night, 6.30, I believe, here over in Building 2. we got to make sure we have some things in place in case they do shut everything down. We're, we're on all accounts, we're really close to something called martial law in America. We're really close to something called a, a national lockdown. If that should happen, we, we are already prepared. We have the infrastructure in place for our, through our small groups. We've been meeting together. We've been practicing for two years. We have, we have the technology in place. And tomorrow we're going to uh, devise, nail down the plan tomorrow during the day. And we'll present that plan to our leaders tomorrow night um, of how to handle that. But if you don't hear anything different from us, we're going to see you Sunday. I'm sorry. We're going to see you Friday. Friday at Power for Living Ministries. Power for Living Ministries. They're in Gulfport, so they're not under the, the order from St. Petersburg. They're in Gulfport. And uh, I don't know if they have any kind of city government doing anything at all right now. They're probably all scared. Uh, in Gulfport. So that's 7 o'clock p.m. celebrating Pastor uh, Burden and his wife's 17th church and pastor's anniversary. So we will be there that night. So I, I look forward to having everybody there with us uh, as we celebrate with them that night. But uh, aside from that, Sunday morning, 